Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 792. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the opportunity cost of where you're spending your money. Because I think right now I'm seeing a lot of people are making big decisions about where to spend their money. We're in a literal migration right now where people are migrating from the cities to the suburbs, from the suburbs to the exurbs or otherwise rural areas. And it's an enormous trend that's happening right now. People are moving away from the coastlines toward the interior of the country somewhat more. And It's really something I've never seen before, but I completely understand with everything we've been through this year, how this could be happening and certainly why it's happening. But having said that, there's a lot of big decisions that are being made. Do you know that a lot of the people that are moving out of the big cities, out of San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, for example, have bought a second home before they've sold their first home? So they might have taken a loan against their home equity or something like that and bought their second home without maybe being able to sell their first home. So this could cause some financial issues for people. And I just want us to talk about plans and spending and opportunity costs because all of these things are really interconnected. And you know, one of the smartest things I think you can do right now is take advantage of cheap mortgage money, around three to 4%. Fantastic interest rates, lower than we've seen in 58 years. And the smart money is taking advantage of this particular type of debt, which is not a bad form of debt. Not all debt is created equal and certainly three to 4% tax deductible debt is much, much different than 18% interest rate credit card debt. And what's really interesting too, is we're seeing the very high end of the market, which usually pays for their homes in cash, they're using debt. There's many, many examples of hedge fund managers like Ken Griffin, who is buying up homes across the country and using mortgages for all of them. Well, maybe, just maybe, they might think that debt forgiveness is ahead too. But nonetheless, interest rates are very, very low and they're taking advantage of cheap money. That's part of the opportunity cost, is figuring out what is something really going to cost you. Now, compare that opportunity cost the cost of feeling safe, the cost of moving your family, the cost of getting to somewhere where you're feeling secure and you're putting it on your list, I think as a form of survival and racking it up to your survival, because really a lot of people are in this survival mode right now. If you look at the hierarchy of needs, that's pretty much what we're doing. Food, water, supplies, guns and ammunition. 
and new homes. Now you take that versus someone saying, oh, I'm gonna go buy a new recreational vehicle for $300,000 and we're gonna do some touring around the country that way. Well, you know that that is one of the most depreciated items out there. And in general, RVs, cars, motorcycles, boats, etc., are very, very highly depreciating items. So that's not typically a good use of money because right as soon as you drive it off the parking lot, it's worth a lot less. That's what I'm talking about in terms of opportunity cost. Are you looking at something that is making a good use of your money or is being smart with your money? Or are you looking at something that may cost you a lot in the long run? One of the most important considerations right now that kind of falls outside of opportunity cost but is related is your asset allocation. How are you allocating your assets? Because we've been in this stock market casino for most of this year where people aren't really investing anymore. They're throwing money at certain stocks that are like lottery tickets. And that's okay to pick some lottery tickets if you're buying some things that might be undervalued. But the problem is these companies are selling at 800 times earnings in some cases like Tesla. So that means for the next dollar of earnings, you're willing to pay $800 for one additional dollar of earnings. It doesn't make any sense. So there are dramatically overpriced, overvalued companies out there, which means that there's enormous risk right now. That doesn't mean the market can't move higher, but we have decided to step aside and go to cash and avoid some of the extra risk that we're seeing in the market. Now we are keeping some of our specialty sectors that we expect to do well no matter what, but large caps, mid caps, small caps, things are looking really out of whack right here in relation to one another and in their overall value, especially big technology stocks. Again, that doesn't mean they can't go higher. That doesn't mean that they won't continue to go up, especially if COVID hangs around longer. But the risk is elevated and the numbers in terms of valuation are off the charts. So a bubble can continue longer than you expect. It can continue and go up and up and up two months longer, three months longer than you expect perhaps. But even some professionals who have been on the value side of the market who have seen growth in control for so many years are folding up their shop and saying, we can't compete anymore because the market isn't trading on valuation. It's not looking at things rationally. And that happened at the peak of the market in 2000 as well. One of the most famous value managers at that time, Julian Robertson, closed up his value shop almost at the top of the market and said, I can't buy stocks in this environment. I can't invest and pay 800 price earnings ratios when I'm a value investor and I like to think, get things below average. And the average PE is usually around 15 or $16. And so he'd like to buy them at nine or $10 maybe as a PE, not $800 as a PE. So you see things are so out of whack that value managers can't rationalize it. They can't use their investing methods anymore. It's like, if you went to the store and you normally paid 
$3 a pound for your favorite bulk candy. And all of a sudden it was $80 a pound. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It's the same candy. It's the same thing you've always done, but the price is just really out of whack and it's hard to even justify. So this is what we have going on in the stock market right now. And people are so enamored and so sure the market's going to go higher that literally people I've talked to are absolutely gasping and in shock when I tell them that I have issued a sell signal and for us to stand aside and be out of large company tech stocks right now or large company stocks at all. Just the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, especially the NASDAQ, looking very overvalued here. Again, doesn't mean it's going to go down tomorrow, but it does mean that it is open to some outside risks. Now, when we talk about opportunity cost and when we talk about finding things that might be undervalued, well, one of the most interesting things right now is there's a complete new asset class, which we just have gotten into in the VIP experience because I realized this was the perfect time before the Great Reset, which was on the cover of Time Magazine, by the way. And there is a lot going on behind the scenes with currencies, with the dollar, with debt, etc. I think we're in for a lot of change in the next month. And it was time for us to invest in what I think is the most ideal cryptocurrency decentralized financial technology that I have seen. And this is a new asset class. This is the first time a new asset class has been created for 300 years. The last new asset class were when bonds were created in the 1700s. So we have a new asset class in crypto. We have something that once I really learned how money can be digitized and we've been investing in digital gold and silver over the VIP experience, we got into that first. And now we're into digitized currency and financial technology that is here to stay. And once I did my research on that and figured out the next huge mover and saw that it was completely undervalued, I was breaking out the buy signal for my members. Now, I've stayed away from Bitcoin and I'm still not a Bitcoin fan. I know some people out there are big Bitcoin fans. And if that's your decision, that's up to you, but it's not my decision. I think there is a better financial technology that I found that is, if you will, the next version of Bitcoin. And being so undervalued, again, opportunity cost, rather than put our dollars in a tech stock that is at an 800 PE, we're gonna buy something that I think is dramatically undervalued and has so much potential ahead. What's so interesting is when you do look at the first cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, even a $200 investment in Bitcoin became $1.3 million in 10 years. So the growth rate was spectacular on Bitcoin and a lot of money was made there. But I think there's an additional opportunity that has real staying power in a way that has made improvements over what Bitcoin has to offer. Now that's just my personal opinion. Again, there's a lot of Bitcoin fans out there and you might have a different opinion and that's okay. 
But when you look at what are you spending your money on, what are you investing in, what's the potential, these are the things I want you to think about. I want you to think about trying to get an asset that is possibly the next big technology. You know, back in the 70s, IBM had computer mainframes, and that was a huge technology that came into being at that time. And into the 80s, they started to develop the personal computer. And so did Dell Computer create the personal computer, and later Apple did. Then we had Microsoft create the operating system and create software. And until that personal computer existed, Microsoft couldn't have existed. But Microsoft created so much wealth that Bill Gates became the wealthiest man in the world. Then we had the internet come along, and that created things like Google and Facebook, social media, things like Amazon. And now we have Jeff Bezos being the richest man in the world, and certainly Zuckerberg being one of the top richest people in the world, and the founders of Google the same. The point is, until we got certain new technologies introduced, we couldn't have those huge companies developed and that huge amount of wealth created. With cryptocurrency, I think we have another situation where now we have a new technology that was created and we're going to have multiple companies probably, but one I've picked out in particular as the huge mover of the future. So this is the potential that we're seeing out there in the quantum age. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about new technology is going to create more wealth. These are uncertain times and we're going through incredible changes. What's really interesting is that some of my members have received big pats on the back and compliments from their financial advisors. Yes, some of my members also have financial advisors and they work with them and give them my asset allocation to put their money into which they could do themselves and save thousands of dollars a year, but they prefer to have their advisor do it and that's fine. But here's what a couple of my members came back to me and said that their advisors said to them. One said, my financial advisor texted me to congratulate me on my gains this year. I'm sure financial advisors were seeing a lot of people that didn't have gains in their portfolio this year. There may have been people who panicked and sold at the wrong time. There may have been people who didn't know what to buy at the bottom or who didn't buy more at the bottom like I encouraged our members to or who didn't know how to be asset allocated and were too heavy in one area or another and missed out on being in the number one performing asset this year like we were. Another one of my VIP members got this message to me. They said, I had an appointment with my job retirement advisor. She said, congratulations. I said, congratulations on what? She said, my asset allocation did well. She said, you initially lost 19% in March, but as of today, you made a 20% return on your portfolio. She said she wished more people took more control of their finances like that. So I just wanna say thank you because seeing is believing and I am so thankful that God led me to you. I am trying to give you a heads up and help you do some planning with how you're spending your money and what the opportunity cost is of where you're putting your dollars. Because being smart with your money right now is really important. And making that investment in yourself so that you can go forward and make the right decisions and be financially secure is more important than ever. 
So if that's something that you have decided you want to do, consider joining the VIP experience. That's my inner investing circle. If that's something that you are interested in learning more about, fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll set up a time to talk about the VIP experience and see if it's a good fit for you. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.